Welcome to the Wisdom Rising podcast. I'm your host, Lama Sultrama Alione. And my goal with this podcast is really to open your own wisdom, to have your own wisdom rising, either through the meditations that I lead or introduce you to, or to the people that I interview that bring wisdom with them in their own voice, in their own traditions. So we look forward to raising our wisdom together on the Wisdom Rising podcast. And I'm so happy to share this with you. Good day to all of you, or evening, whatever it is. It's morning here in California. So nice to be with you. So today, um, I thought I would talk about abortion. I was thinking about it, and it's really such a a big thing that's up now um, in the United States, particularly, and difficult topic, difficult situation to be impregnated and have to make a choice. So I'm going to talk about what I understand the Buddhist understanding of abortion is, and also my personal experience. Okay, so we have a situation in our country where a law which we thought was a permanent law has been repealed and now it's gone back to the state so each state can make the choice about whether they're going to allow abortion or not. And so I'm sure that you are aware of this, at least I think you are. I don't know about other countries, but here it's a big big thing, particularly for women. As you know, we are the ones that get pregnant. So this is what I think about it and also the Buddhist idea. So from the Buddhist point of view, life begins at conception and killing that life is negative. It's a negative act karmically. However, the circumstances of that pregnancy need to be balanced with that negative karma of abortion. So Buddhism acknowledges the complexity and ambiguity and suffering that can occur around pregnancy. And so it's women that carry this burden mainly. And so when you consider whether to have an abortion or not, you need to think about two things, mainly. The life of that child, how is that going to be if you decide to have the child? And the life of the mother, how is her life going to be if she decides to have that child? Because having a child is a huge impact on the life of the mother. It changes her life completely. She's not going to be the same. Even if she's already a mother, one more is one more. It's not half one. It's not less than another child. And so you need to consider what that will be like for the mother, what that will be like for the child. And also you need to think about sexual violence and how girls as young as 12 get pregnant 
through the violent abuse, usually from somebody within their own family. And if they were to have that baby, what would that do to their bodies? What would that do to the rest of their lives? And that needs to be thought about no matter how old the person is. And sometimes it's not that black and white. For example, you know, a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old who's been raped or a, a condition where we know that the baby is, is not well, is not viable, and will pass away at, at birth or live a very compromised life. That is usually a pretty clear choice. However, the way these laws are being enacted now, even in those cases, in some states, the woman would not be allowed to have a legal abortion in that state. And very often, the people in those situations are in a compromised position in terms of their finances. And often, there's factors in it of racism, of uh, poverty, of limited education, of limited resources on all levels. And so if that person is forced to have that child, there's going to be a huge impact on the life of that mother and on the child. And as I said before, that uh, sometimes it's not that clear. And I'll, I'll tell you an example from my life when I had an abortion. So I already had three children. I was divorced and I had a boyfriend and I got pregnant. My children were young. I was barely managing with the three that I had. It was, it was challenging. I was a single mother and three children, and they were probably like maybe four, nine, and ten, something like that. And I was living in Italy at the time, and I returned to the United States before I realized I was pregnant, and I was attending a retreat with Namke Norba Remache. And I was realizing I'm pregnant. I, you know, I had missed my moon time, and I was feeling it, and I took a test, and I was. And so I wanted to get his opinion on it. I thought, I could do this. You know, I could accommodate another child. Somehow I can do it. I don't know how exactly, but I can do it, could do it. And so I sat down next to Ribache at lunch one day, and he, I had, I had told him before that I was pregnant, and I said, Ribache, what should I do? And he wouldn't tell me. He just started laughing, kind of like, I didn't know how to understand that. And then as I was sitting next to him at lunch, his daughter came and asked him for some money. She was, I don't know, maybe a young teenager at the time. And he said, after she left, he gave her some money. He said, children, they're just karmic debtors and they just come and you just pay and you pay and you pay. And I was like, well, I, I feel like I've learned a tremendous amount from being a mother and 
from having children. And he was like, no, you just pay and pay and pay. And it goes on for so long. So I was like, is he trying to tell me something without telling me something? And so I thought about that and I still didn't know what to do. And then I decided to go to New York to get a psychic reading from a, from a famous psychic who was coming to New York City. So I took the bus down to New York from Conway, Massachusetts, from Amherst, about, I don't know, three hours, went to this meeting, and I didn't say anything. This was right before Women of Wisdom was published. It was already written, was at the publisher, it was about to be published. And I didn't say anything about my question to the psychic, but she said, when she started doing the reading, she said, there's a lot of growth around you. There's, there's about to be a big development, a big growth. Something's really going to change in your life. But I'm seeing an obstacle. There's, there's some problem. I'm seeing some, there's some, some, some issue that it, it could impact us. And of course, if I had the baby and my book came out, I wouldn't be able to do any book tours. I wouldn't be able to teach. I would be mother with a new baby for a long time and then a, and then another child so then i would have four children and i would be a single mother and so then after she said that i decided to tell her that i was pregnant and so i did and she said oh that's it that's that's what this is and i said well i i think i could have the baby and she said she looked at it and she said you could but this isn't really your baby. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, this being that's come in is really more connected to your boyfriend than you. And he could have this being later himself. You don't need to be the one that gives him this child. It's of course will be connected to you, but it's really came in for him. And that felt right because he had wanted me to get pregnant and and he was for it you know he he would support it so that really made an impact on me and i went back and i decided i would have an abortion and then i told rimache that i had decided that and he said he's just not and he said yes didn't say good idea or you know anything like that but he was just like yes and then he said, tell me when. And so it was actually during that retreat, I, I went. And the morning that I went, I told him, I'm going now. And he nodded, said, okay. And then while I was gone, he shifted the practice that the group was doing from a long life practice to Shitro for the deceased. And so when I came back, we were doing Shitra for the rest of the re retreat. So that then allowed me to practice for that baby, to, to do the Shitra practice for the baby. And also another thing that I did before I went, the night before I went, I did a dialogue with the baby where I imagined the, this being in front of me I told it why I was having the abortion, that I felt 
you know, all, everything that was going on in my life that I felt it really wouldn't be a great situation for it to come into and uh, that it could come back to him at another time, everything that I wanted to say. And then I changed places and became the baby and then answered me what I had said. And, and the baby forgave me and said, it's okay, it's okay, I can go. And so I went back and forth like that and had a dialogue with the being. And so a combination of that and the fact that Rinpoche had changed the practice the fact that I really felt his support in, in that decision made that uh, a situation where I didn't have any regrets afterwards. It felt very clear, very clean, and I didn't suffer a lot afterwards. I did have regrets that it had happened. It's not ideal to do that, but it was a relief, honestly, uh, because I really didn't know how I was going to do this. And then when Women of Wisdom did come out, I was able to tour to start to teach. And my children were then getting older and I wasn't so completely absorbed in child rearing. So that's a case where it's, it's not like something so terrible happens and it's obvious there should be an abortion, but it's, a, yeah, it's this really the best thing for the life of the mother to, to do this. And it wasn't really. And I don't think I would have been able to give that child a very good home. I was struggling a lot myself already. So I know that uh, probably many of you have stories about abortions as well. And probably many of you didn't have those kinds of supports that I had uh, with like Rinpoche and that practice that I could do or maybe didn't know to do a dialogue with the fetus before, all those things that really made it easier for me. And I know for some people it becomes a lifelong regret because maybe they never do have children and then they think, well, I did have, I could have had, you know, all those. There's so many different scenarios that can happen. However, I believe that a forced pregnancy kills. It kills the spirit, it kills the joy the freedom, the opportunity for that mother. It, having a child is a big deal. I have three, and each one was a big deal. And you want to be in the right situation and plan it if possible, but at least be in a good situation with a partner who can support you, who will support you. So my general, my personal opinion is this is the decision for the woman who gets pregnant, mainly. Of course, there's others directly involved that it impacts as well, but it's mainly her choice. And there should be safe alternatives if she makes that choice. And so that is also the Buddhist point of view, that it should be up to the person themselves and those directly involved. Understanding there are karmic implications, but also understanding there are karmic implications for having a baby in a situation that isn't great or that is bad, actually. So I am very upset with this change 
and especially feeling upset for those who couldn't go out of state and get an abortion, couldn't pay for it, so on. Now, various companies are coming forward and saying they'll pay for their employees to go out of state to have abortions. But those are people that have jobs at companies that are like that, that would support that. So uh, what about the unemployed? What about the women on welfare? What about the teenage pregnancies? So many of those. It's, it's really terrible to take this choice away from women. So yeah, I, I think the karmic implications of helping other women get abortion care is that it's, it's, it's good. It's good if they need it, then supporting somebody is, uh, it's a good thing to do because you are a part of that complex, ambiguous decision. And once she has made that decision, she's made it. I don't think any woman does it lightly. It's always a big deal, a big decision that doesn't come easily, which is also why making you do it, like when, when you barely are pregnant, usually you need a little time to think about it. Of course, the less time, the better. But um, yeah, I think that... Um, helping others is, is a good idea. And I know some Buddhists who actually work in abortion. And if you have had an abortion and you want to do shitro for that being, uh, even if it was a long time ago, you can still do the shitro practice for them. And we have that as an online course. I just gave the loan for that yesterday. And you can try to feel into that being wherever they might be. Maybe they're already reborn, but they're still in some. And so doing that practice for them is a good karmic connection for them and for you. So only those who are directly involved can make that choice when dealing with moral dilemmas. That's what I think. And for men to make that decision for women, uh, when they're not even impacted by that decision, no, 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 no. So what's the best way to transmit the anger around this? Yeah, well, vote and, uh, you know, make political donations. That's an active thing you can do with your anger. And also you can protest, be part of protests. However, if the anger is just eating away at you and you're not really doing anything with it, that's not good. And so feeding your demons would be excellent, excellent with that. How to protest appropriately? Well, it's good to not be hateful. If you're hateful when you're protesting, that's bad karma also. You can have a wrathful manifestation. In other words, you can speak fiercely not emotion behind it, just clear. Because that emotion of hatred um, is, isn't good. You, it's the difference between wise anger and hatred. So wrathful manifestation without hatred is good, or even peaceful protests, like what Gandhi did. 
uh, passive resistance, sit-ins and things like that that we did in 70. That's a good way to protest. Or you could just go down to your local plaza or the center of your town and meditate with a sign that says, sitting for freedom of choice. I think we can be pro-life and pro-choice. It's not that the pro-life people have the, the majority uh, rule. Uh, you can be pro-life and pro-choice because it's a nuanced decision. It's a big decision. And having a child is hard. And if you're not in good circumstances, it's not good for that child. They grow up with wounds. They suffer their whole lives. Their parents weren't there for them or aren't whatever happens in their lives because the parents weren't prepared then or the parents is with, are with the wrong person and then the mother gets abused or whatever difficult circumstances. So what about the people making whoops because of fears of, of the parents and so on? Well, if the young women are making that choice because of exams, because they want to go on with their education or whatever, it doesn't matter why. If that's what she chooses, we need to support her in that choice. It's her body. She's going to have to go through this. And to go through parenthood, you need to be 100% there. Yes, because it's hard enough when you're 100% there. Then if you're, oh, I don't know, I don't know, that's not so good. And for the child to be really wanted, to have the parents ready, I'm ready to receive you. Plus, we have too many people on the earth right now. That's why we have climate change. We have overpopulation. We have whole populations that are being flooded and displaced and so on. We don't really need more people on the earth. So that's another consideration. Yeah. Yeah. And if, 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 you're, if your child's being reincarnated into an abusive relationship where they like have to see their mother be abused or where they are abused themselves, is that a gift? Is that a gift that we should give someone? I don't I think we need to have as good a situation as possible. Of course, it's never perfect, but as good as possible and be able to take care of that child financially. And then, yes, yes, it's fantastic to have children. I'm so glad that I did. But there's also many unwanted children that need love and need care. So that's my thoughts about abortion. And thank you all for your comments. And um, it's, yeah, I think it's good to talk about difficult things sometimes that are real, that are real in our lives. And um, this is a big deal, a big deal for a woman and also for a man who becomes a, a father. It's like he has a responsibility. And remember, women don't get pregnant. They are impregnated by someone. And that person has responsibility also. So let's take a moment and come back to ourselves, our awareness, our breath. Notice emotions are stirring in you right now. Just be present with them. 
Let's take a moment and do some atonement for for ourselves if we have had an abortion or confusion, emotions around this. Breathe in that suffering, lash on emptiness, and breathe out love and compassion for ourselves. And now let's extend that out to all the women who are struggling with this choice right now or have been forced into parenthood or have had abortions and regrets about it, suffered because of it. Let's allow ourselves to witness and take in all that suffering and then return the cool breath of loving compassion, taking in the suffering and then offering back the cool breeze of compassion. And spread this to all women around the world and all the men who are impacted all around the world. And let's dedicate the merit for our time together today. Any positive energy that we've accumulated together, may it benefit all beings. Thank you. I love this time of being together with you and being able to just have such direct contact and talk about things like this, like, like abortion, things that impact us all. So, yeah, I love you wherever you are and sending those love beams out from my heart to you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being with us for this Wisdom Rising podcast. May it benefit all beings. And I'd like to take a moment to thank the production team of Wisdom Rising and also to let you know that if you would like further information on my work, or the associated people who work with Tara Mandala, you can reach out to the Tara Mandala website, T-A-R-A-M-A-N-D-A-L-A dot O-R-G. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe.